0: Strange times we live in. The world is in a panic socially and economically. The school is shut down and I'm recording this alone in the dungeon that is my bedroom. The intro may fool you. This may sound like the sharp side of the world, which is my own podcast, but it's not. Even better, it's the Cowboy Talk podcast. I'm your host, Justin Sharp. On the phone, we have multiple people today. Co-host and ag teacher, Chad Waldron.
1: How are you doing? Good to be here. I, I uh, hope we can get some good information, answer some questions today.
0: Yep. And Northlake School Superintendent Mister Crew, who has Mister Kerr, who has some uh, news on the coronavirus and the school shutdown today.
2: Pleased to be with you today.
0: Yeah. So today's episode is it's pretty screwed up for a variety of reasons, but coronavirus hit us like a freight train off the tracks because we didn't see it coming out of nowhere on. I think it was Friday night, Kate Brown at about 10.30 announced that schools were going to be closed till April 1st, and then yesterday she announced they are going to be closed till April 28th, so fun stuff right there. And uh, yeah, so we're recording remotely over the phone. Uh, we couldn't meet up at the school to do the podcast because the school is shut down, so we have people on the line, and I brought home some equipment at home and hooked it up to my own computer, so it's going to be a little bit different over the next few weeks, but I think it'll end up working out pretty good.
1: And I'm glad that you're doing this, Justin. I'm glad you're broadcasting from behind enemy lines and keeping people informed. And hopefully, we can do this for the month or forever. Whatever we got to do to to keep the podcast going and to keep people informed of of what we're doing.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, so today's the say the 18th. Just take a minute to talk about coronavirus. So right now in the United States, we have 5,600 plus cases. That was yesterday's statistic, according to the uh, New York Times. And there's just over 100 deaths, about 101 or 102 known. Um, the economy has been taking a pretty heavy hit. The Dow Jones uh, sits right now. At, it's been back it up forth between about 20 and 23,000 points, which has basically eliminated all the growth over the last four years. Um, it's predicted that hundreds of thousands of jobs will be lost. So, I mean, we all know this is taking a hit. Um, but the biggest hit that we've had is, like we say, the school shutdown. So, Mr. Curry, you want to update us on how that all went over the last weekend?
2: Absolutely. Um, Thursday night, somewhat late Thursday evening, the um, governor sent out a uh, an executive order effectively closing schools, effective Monday, March 16th through Tuesday, March 31st. But she didn't close schools on Friday. She gave schools a chance to put together some plans to kind of come to grips with this and see what they might be able to do to continue education. <clears throat> she didn't close schools initially because of the threat of the virus. She closed school uh, during this time because several school districts had told her that they were having trouble staffing their building. So that was the primary reason. She also was concerned that sending kids home would not stop the spread, would not stop the spread of the virus, especially if they went home to, uh, maybe they're being raised by grandparents uh, who are very susceptible to this. But the residual value is uh, that by not having kids in schools where so many things are transmitted amongst kids, the, the anticipated spike in this disease or this virus, <clears throat> they're hoping to not have a huge spike, they're hoping to maybe spread it out over time, if that makes sense. Yeah. So we, we met as a staff Monday, uh, and we were here Tuesday preparing the elementary, we're preparing packet work for kids. High school was working with uh, Google Classroom and Chromebooks to provide information to kids. And then uh, last night, uh, the governor in essence extended the school closure through April 28 <clears throat> uh, this morning at nine o'clock we had a uh, kind of a webinar with the state superintendent of schools clarifying much of what this extended closure would be so that's, in terms of school closures that's kind of how we got to this point okay
0: um, so would you so the basically the point was was to kind of flatten out the curve of infections right
2: I think so. that was one of the, uh, the the overall goals, although sending kids home doesn't necessarily make them more yeah more safe
0: in a way though, it's more like it's kind of like a social distancing distancing measure, right? Correct. Yeah, because I mean, what we've seen is basically it's exponential growth because I mean you can think about lily pads in a pond if I mean, it's exponential growth instead of having say one the next day, two the next day, three the day after that, you have one and then two and then four. So when the pond is completely covered, it was only half covered the day before, is what they're trying to prevent, basically.
1: Yeah, Correct. and nice, nice use of some basic algebra there <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll yeah. That out. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's pretty different, though. I mean, it's pretty weird to go from uh, thinking you're going to have a three-day weekend to having two weeks of school off and then going another two days and having a month of school off, so it's a pretty big jump.
2: But, well, it is, and there's some requirements with this uh, executive order. Uh, Part of the requirement is that uh, we have to continue providing education uh, to the extent that's practical. That could be through independent study or it could be through online programs. We have to continue to provide meals. We have a plan in place. Uh, We've had to modify it over one day, but uh, if we're out until the end of April, we'll continue providing meals uh, somewhere along the line of what we're doing right now. We have to notify the state if uh, if they needed to come out and like set up a mass unit, if there was a huge outbreak in the North Lake area, could they use our school, our venue, as a mobile medical facility? And so we've said yes. Uh, along with that, if they're going to bring in a lot of uh, medical help, can we provide child care for the children of these medical professionals who may be out here? Uh, Payroll is going to continue as normal. Schools will be funded as if students were here they uh, their ODE, the Department of Ed, they're examining a variety of uh, rules. Uh, the staff hates it when I bring up something called Division 22 standards. But these are all the guidelines that we have to follow in schools. Well, some of them we have to test. Uh, some of them we have to have seat time or instructional hours. So tomorrow the Department of Education, the State Board of Education, is meeting to see which ones of these rules and regulations can we relax, forgive, or just outright cancel or modify uh, so we can help seniors meet graduation requirements.
0: Yeah. Cause uh, like we're still getting instructional hours and educational hours right over online things.
2: Right. But it, it's not exactly the same as being in school in your yeah. seat. so they're looking at what can we modify What can we uh, address and take care of? So it's, it's a huge comprehensive process. This is absolutely unprecedented in the state of Oregon. Well, yeah, especially to hit in like
0: two days. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so Mr. Waldron, what kind of things have you been doing to, like well, you and other teachers, what kind of things have you been doing to prepare for this?
1: Well, I we did work yesterday and Monday to try to get some stuff ready for Google Classroom, which we kind of told you was a very good possibility. I know in my class i made sure every student had access to google classroom and and was signed up for that is that is that what you're asking about is what we're doing at the school yeah
0: just things like that because i mean i mean i shouldn't say that it was sudden it was i mean it was sudden but last think last tuesday teachers did start kind of thinking about it because i mean there was other states that were starting to do similar things to what we're doing now but yeah just things like that like how are you getting students ready and how are you going to keep them engaged getting those educational hours
1: yeah, well, that's that's really the the best tool we have. I don't know how effective it will be. We're, I'm talking about Google Classroom, but that's what we're gonna do in the high school end. And I don't know how that's all gonna work. I don't know how we're gonna grade. Yeah, but well, we are going we are gonna try to do some type of education through online Google Classroom.
0: Well, yeah, like I was talking to Mr. Ward yesterday, who's a PE teacher, and he was definitely kind of he was pretty stumped on ideas on how he's gonna. Uh, keep strengthening, and conditioning in classes like that going online over the next few weeks. Cause I mean, things like English and math and all those, you can actually assign assignments. But when you get to like a PE class, it's kind of difficult to do something like that.
2: We've asked for clarification on a couple of things with the uh, department of education. And we should know maybe by the first of this coming week, uh, where the governor says limit the size of groups to 25, no larger than 25 The federal uh, I guess the health agency is suggesting 10.
0: Yeah, so our question what the CDC
2: can't we said. Gather, can we gather kids in small groups at school? As of right now, the answer is no, because school has been closed to students. But they're going to try to get clarification. So if we could have small groups here, we might be able to run buses, pick up small groups of kids, bring them in, meet with teachers maybe one day a week. Um, so there's all kinds of models we can look at. But it's kind of hard to develop models when you don't know what the rules are going to be.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, this is going to have ramifications for even, like, things outside of school, too, like extracurriculars and things like just events that are held at the school. Because, I mean, North Lake's kind of our community center. But just for example, like FFA, uh, just in the last week it's been announced that state convention was canceled, so we're not going to that next weekend. They're going to do it virtually. But, I mean, it's not going to be the 3,000-plus person event at uh, the Expo Center there in Redmond anymore. Our banquet has been postponed because, I mean, if you can't have people in the school, you can't have it on April 8th. Um, our leadership camp, which is usually April 22nd through 24th, our district leadership camp, that can't happen anymore because, um, I mean, you're not supposed to have big groups of people. So it's just, it's affecting everything. Sports too, most likely not going to have a very big track season or, no, or a baseball season. And uh, Mr. Ward yesterday was even, he, w- he said he wouldn't be surprised if OSAA just canceled spring sports altogether.
2: Well, and that's a possibility. They just recently canceled, canceled the uh, state basketball tournaments for 4A, 5A, and 6A schools. Yeah. Uh, these kids go all the way through the season and then they have it canceled, it's uh, hard to deal with. Yeah. But obviously, as you, as you mentioned earlier, Justin, the federal government's deeply involved in this, looking at financial aid to struggling families or businesses to help people not go under. Yeah. Obviously, the state government's involved. We're working today, I'm, I'm exchanging phone calls with the transportation department, first student that provides our transportation services and what our contract's gonna look like with them as we continue with this closure. Yeah. Well, uh, my insurance my insurance company for the school is calling us uh, with questions. And going back to the OSAA, uh, they while their initial closure coincided with the initial school closure through March thirty first, we're waiting for them to come up with an update now that schools have been uh, closed until the end of April. What is their next position going to be on spring sports?
0: Yeah, well, weren't weren't sports going to be down until April eighth too? Not March thirty first originally. Uh, you, you may be right. I've got yeah. so many dates that have to have yeah. to today. <laughs> yeah, but, uh... yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, well, even like
1: well, there's been so many breaking news announcements and deadlines that changed by the hour. So it. One time, I think it was the first, and I think it went to the eighth, and yeah. who knows where we go to next.
0: Well, even uh, like pro sports, the uh, MLB and NBA both postpone their seasons until a later date, and they don't know when they're going to open back up.
2: No, and We're kind of in that same boat with school activities. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, as we're speaking, I'm getting onto the OSAA website to see if I can see anything uh, that's new.
1: mean <laughs> There are no sports going on, and that means nationwide. And so last night, I spent about two hours watching the uh, professional dodgeball championship. (laughs) Was that on ESPN? ESPN. Worse than cornhole on ESPN.
0: Wow, was it as funny as cornhole? What's that? Was it as like entertaining as cornhole Ah. is?
1: Uh, No, it was not. Oh,
0: okay, but yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean sports.
1: Cornhole is way more exciting and has more action than the, the dodgeball yeah
0: <laughs> yeah but I mean yeah sports are down economically I mean even out here uh rurally I mean just to think the restaurant industry they made it where restaurants can only do takeout now and we have uh, about four major restaurants and I I've, I've heard that there's been a lot of people getting told that they're not going to have work for the next four weeks so it's it's gonna be pretty tough on people
2: well and it's not just here uh, I was talking to uh one of our local uh hay ranchers out here hay farmers and because he the places he typically stops when he delivers hay in the valley he there's no place to really uh he can't take his truck through a drive-through
0: oh yeah i never uh, think of that yeah
2: yeah so he's he's having to pack bigger lunches uh as he he does a 600 mile round trip delivery
0: yeah uh just so yeah
2: it's little, little things there's so many little spider webs that. Branch off of each, of each of these issues we've spoken about, that it's hard to comprehend the magnitude of how this thing is impacting people everywhere.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. It's <clears throat> yeah, you de- your last year is definitely going to be memorable towards the end, Mr. Career. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> I thought I was going to quietly fade into the sunset. <laughs> well, and nobody would even all, know it was gone. All
0: chances of that are pretty much gone now. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Oh,
2: it's- as I told the staff yesterday, it's definitely not boring right now.
0: Yeah, would you? You two are definitely way older than I am. Not to be offensive, but uh, would you say this is probably the most historical event you've lived through?
2: No, I wouldn't. You I don't think nine think so. eleven. Yeah, nine okay. eleven. That's, that's, even yeah. though it had minimal effect uh, by comparison to New Yorkers. Uh, it, it while it touched every American life, it was like to me, it was like Pearl Harbor.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: I I think 9-11, I mean, that's a day that people who were there or lived through it will never forget. I think the difference with 9-11 is it was very traumatic, very dramatic. But in two weeks, people were kind of going back and trying to go back to life. I think we're going to be doing this for a month or maybe two or maybe longer.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're right. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah,
1: so that week of 9/11, they shut down all the air, you know, all airplanes were grounded, Uh, travel came to a halt. But in a week, things were kind, you know, they canceled all the football games, NFL canceled for that weekend. That was it.
0: For this, it's like months though, but most likely it's, it's kind of it's it's almost not comparable because one of them is like very traumatic to the country, and the Mm -hmm. other one isn't like traumatic in a way, but it reaches out and touches everybody in a more uh, logistic way.
2: Well, it touches so many people economically as well. Yeah, exactly. This is an incredible experience. I'm not trying to downplay it. But your question was, is it the biggest historical event that uh, my life? And no, I, I was still put 9/11 there. Yeah. Um, but this is this is like I said, it's unprecedented what we're living through right now.
0: Yeah, I think this has to be probably on in the last hundred years, probably the top five at least for the biggest government interventions into people's lives just because of an emergency.
2: You may be correct there too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah.
1: Certainly, certainly it is since, you know, probably World War II. We haven't seen government yeah. play this kind of
0: role. Yep. So uh, let's see here. Yeah. So I was talking. So is this how does the state closure work? So does the state telling the school that's got shut down and like legally forcing them to, or is it kind of just a recommendation that you have to follow?
2: Well, it's a directive from the government. We're a government agency. We're not in a position to defy it.
0: Yeah. So
2: if we say, no, we're going to do whatever we want to do, they can also jerk funding.
0: So that's probably the uh, biggest thing have.
2: Well, yeah, whether something like that would happen or not, why would we jeopardize everybody's well-being by trying to defy that?
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. I guess the biggest, yeah, I guess the only positive to uh, staying open would probably be just to keep things logistically going and not ruin the year, but I mean... It's probably not worth losing funding for a while to do that.
2: Well, but the, the first thing in the executive order was directing schools to continue providing education for students to whatever extent is possible. Yeah. So, and Mr. Walden spoke to that earlier. With our elementary is doing a lot of packet work. We're delivering, own, taking those packets out uh, on buses as they take lunches out, and at the high school level, junior high, high school, we've been, we're in really good position here because of our usage and reliance on uh, Google Classroom and every student has a Chromebook. We recognize that everybody doesn't have good internet access at home, Uh, but there's solutions to that if we we really try to research it. Yeah, We're providing people opportunities to maintain their education. I will also add that when we spoke with the state superintendent of schools this morning, their priorities, once uh, the state school board meets tomorrow is high school seniors making sure that high school seniors haven't jeopardized anything that would affect their ability to graduate and go to college next year. Their second priority would be other high school students 9 through 12. And then their third priority is is then focusing on grades K through 8. So I was impressed with how
0: thorough uh,
2: the State Department of Education has examined this crisis and what they're willing to look at To help us get through the rest
0: of the year. Yeah, I mean, senior. That's a really interesting topic to talk about seniors because I mean, you're not going to be able to want to keep them through the summer if they don't miss something. I mean, it's going to be it's 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 very tough. It's it's weird times we live in.
2: It is, and we're we're going to try not to extend the school year if we don't have to. That's why the things I mentioned the packet work for elementary and Google Classroom and constantly connecting with kids. if we can do that and, and not hurt our students, that's what we're going to do. Then we don't have to extend the school year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Keep things going as smoothly and easily as you can without messing things up later, I guess. But, well, and you and
2: Mr. Mr. Waldron both mentioned earlier that you know when there is a crisis, some of the best things you can do is try to get back to some type of normalcy as soon as possible. Yeah. We don't know when our normal is going to come back. So. Yeah we'll keep trying to fill the gap between now and then and when we do resume school it'll probably take a few days to get our sea legs back in front of us or back below us
0: yep so yeah it's i mean we've extended let's see it's gonna it's basically like christmas break times two now right in the middle of spring so definitely something we've never seen before but I think we covered uh, pretty much everything that we want to talk about with coronavirus and school closures. So thank you, Mr. Kerr, for being on the podcast. We'll have you back anytime and maybe here in the next few weeks to do a little update on coronavirus. Uh, But thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Cowboy Talk podcast. Um, We talked about coronavirus. We talked about school closures. We talked about extracurriculars getting canceled. We will try to keep the podcast going through the next few weeks if possible. We're going to keep the interviews. We're going to keep all the interesting content that you have seen in the last few weeks going. Um, You can find the Cowboy Talk podcast on Podbean at thecowboytalk.podbean.com and on Facebook at the Northlake FFA Facebook page. Listen in next week for more, and we wish you prosperity and the best of health. Thank you.